0: Welcome to the He Shoots He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your host, Dave Clayton. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots He Draws. And tonight I'm breaking all the rules because when we've had a guest on before, they're supposed to come back the second time in person. But something went and screwed that up and it means i can't see anybody in person anymore ever so tonight we have got the man who officially holds the most downloaded episode of he shoots he draws mr jesus ramirez
1: oh thanks so much Dave. i thought you were going to say alan but i'm so happy it's me (laughs) yeah and i've got
0: alan hess (laughs) but yeah we uh I was looking back. We last spoke in 2018, which is crazy. Cause uh, on the podcast, laugh, on, we the, last podca- spoke yeah, on yeah, the podcast, yeah, yeah, <laughs> We've spoken many times <laughs> since, but yeah, we last interviewed you on the podcast, uh, yeah, 2018, wow. which is weird because I was looking back. I've, I re-released some episodes of speakers who are doing Adobe Max this year, and that's kind of partly why you're on as well. And and I was thinking. No, I, I can't re-release that. I only spoke to them this year. And then I looked back and I saw it was November 2018. Oh, it's, my God. A, a whole other year had gone by since then. So, so yeah, it's, I mean, and the, and part of the reason for having you back as well is because when we spoke to you last, we were talking about, you know, the work you were doing with Adobe, your YouTube channel, some of the stuff you were doing. You weren't a new kid on the block. You, you were established, but... Wow, what a lot's happened since then. <laughs> Besides the pandemic and the state
1: of the world, yes, yeah, exactly. a, lot of, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke.
0: So let's address the first thing. Congratulations, because when we last spoke, you were building your YouTube channel. And since then, you passed the one million subscribers. Thank you so much. Yeah. So it, if you wow. if you don't follow jesus and you haven't seen this stuff go to youtube type in jesus ramirez or the photoshop training channel or ptc subscribe. or ptc and yeah. jr from ptc and there um, you go. and subscribe but how many what are you on now I, you know what i don't i, I don't check uh, <laughs> <laughs> once you get that million it's like it doesn't matter anymore
1: i i know i'm i'm, I'm around 1.2 ish okay. million right now um and uh, Colin Smith, who, who we all know, yeah, um, he he gets. I don't want to use the word mad, but I guess annoyed is probably a better word. Um, so when you get a hundred thousand subscribers, YouTube sends you a plaque. Yeah, they send you a bigger plaque when you get a million, and then if you manage to ten million, they send you even a bigger plaque. Hmm. So far, I have the one hundred thousand and the one million plaque that they little award thing that they yeah. send you, and they're both still in the box, and I haven't taken them out. <laughs> <laughs> And Colin is like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've never been big about celebrating myself. Like, I don't like celebrating my birthday or, or anything like that. So, there's li- literally, it came in the mail, it's like this big, giant, like, square thing. And I know what it is because it says YouTube on it and, and they send it to you. And I just have it on my living room table, unopened. And it's been there for, I don't know, two, three months whenever I reach a million subscribers.
0: But if, but if you think about it, I mean, all right. Brass tax YouTube is part of your business plan, it's part of your business. You, it's revenue, yes. So, you know, if I get team member of the week, you know, I'm not going to put those (laughs) trophies. Well, that probably would actually, but you know, you've got it, you've achieved something, but you've worked really hard. You didn't work at it because you wanted the trophy, you worked at it because you wanted to establish a base that had a kind of number that you can put a flag in and go, Well, okay, all this work I've done has got me to this point i now have to create the right kind of content and maintain it for all these people that have decided to choose me so right yeah, so seven <laughs> awards you should have all these p- a million people queued outside your house just you yeah. a dollar <laughs> yeah yeah
1: they, they, they don't have to queue outside my house we need social distancing mail <laughs> yeah. mail in your checks right. please true yeah <laughs> but disinfect
0: them first yeah them so. first yeah, and
1: like um, one of the things that I that's happened since the last time I spoke to you on the podcast was that um, I was also named one of the forty under forty for my university, uh, which mm-hmm. is the funniest thing in the world for me because I was a terrible student. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think I'm going to mention this in the in in the last podcast. I know for sure I mentioned it on like Adobe Live and, and some of the stuff that I do is in in university. I only took one Photoshop class, and I got a C on it, which is clearly not a very good grade. Um, But now, like, they, they, like, messaged me and said if I wanted to be part of it, and I was, you know, selected. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, my very first academic award or, or, you know, recognition. And I was a terrible student. (laughs) So that's nothing to do with my academics. But even that little plaque that they gave me, like, that also, like, it's just wherever it is that i when i came home i put it somewhere and there it is it's not like displayed in yeah. my house or office or anything
0: there's no shrine to yourself
1: no unfortunately <laughs> there is this is with and the it, oscar
0: and the emmy and the toilet in yeah the box. yeah
1: yeah what is it an egot yeah i'm an egot i just have everything put away is that yeah. what it's
0: called, egot? Like, no, what's
1: an like wait uh somebody in the podcast is gonna know um Alan, you don't is when you win an Emmy and Oscar, like when you win them all. Oh there's like... yeah, when you uh. when you do,
2: um, I saw it the other day. Someone who yeah, who wins an Emmy and Oscar and a Tony. Yeah, uh, like... someone just did it recently, and, and it was it was in the news. I, I I'm not a huge. For what I do, it's really weird that I don't actually pay that much attention to what goes on in, in Hollywood or, or that kind of business. But, yeah, it's an Oscar, and Emmy, and a Tony, I think, is the... Yeah, 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 and the, it's... the three.
1: Yeah, and I um, think, like, Whoopi Goldberg is, like, one of the people that has it, I yeah. think. I don't know.
0: But like most things, it's a recognition of the of a body of work. Right, right. And I think if you do it to chase after the award, you're probably... And this is going to be sound quite contentious, but if if you only focus on the award the number for the award you're probably going to put out a load of crap right to keep that rolling to get right. to the number whereas right. really i'd rather have a quality channel and half a million than uh, a, a tepid gray channel with three times as many videos right. just to get to the million i think that's right, quite right. a it's this kind of shallow thing to go after, like you say. So you've got a bit of silver, big block of silver on your table, but you've got a load of crap content. Yeah,
1: well, you, and and you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: tell go you ahead. The Alec. best place to put, I'll
2: tell you the best place to put it. Um, and I, this is from personally not my experience, but I was in a recording studio. We were setting up to photograph um, actually some guitar pedals for someone, and we were using a studio here in San Diego at someone's. I'm not going to say the artist, but as someone's <coughs> personal residence, they have here. And I went to the restroom off of the studio <laughs> using the restroom and I look over on the shelf and there's three Grammys. Oh my god. And they're they're in they're in the bathroom. That's where he keeps them. They're in the little bathroom off of the studio and they're on the shelf and I'm you know, you're just like, Wow, those are actual real Grammy awards, but they're not there for him. They're, you know, if someone is in the studio, uses the restroom, then they get to see that hey. Interesting. That's some So right. I'm suggesting that the guest bathroom yeah. at your house would be a yes. really good place for you to to have those awards uh, so i'm yeah.
1: gonna definitely put in a downstairs bathroom for sure then because
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we spoke to howard pinsky he obviously had a similar sort of beginning he yeah he yeah. used to teach photoshop yes. he had a photoshop traniel he was the very early days of youtube yes. i went back and actually found one of his early videos and it was <laughs> how to make it was how to make the blue glass effect yes, yes that yes. everybody did um And he was obviously saying there's an evolution to it, and we spoke about this in the last episode, and I am going to put the last episode out with this episode so people can kind of get that background. But have you found, obviously with software, because you're heavily involved with Adobe anyway, Yes. have you found, say, since the last time we spoke to you, what's been the biggest difference or challenge that you've had maintaining your YouTube channel, like your business, but specifically in the YouTube world, have you had to adapt and change the way you make content because of all the algorithms and the way people mm-hmm. follow and all that? Yeah, I mean,
1: we could we could talk about this all day, but I guess the short answer is, um, I I do try to stay in the loop with what people in the know are talking about when it comes to the YouTube algorithm. Uh, maybe around the time we were talking about last uh, the last time we talked, um, around that time, if I remember correctly, YouTube was um, favoring people who were posting often, then for some time, YouTube was um, favoring people who were posting long videos. Um, Right now, I would say that the big thing is sort of like the Holy Trinity, which is watch time, um, retention rate and uh, click-through rate that I did I say three different ones yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway so so the, basically what it means is if your video appears on somebody's phone and or browser um yeah. out of the you know how many what's the percentage of people click on a video and once they click on it how long do they stay on the video and then there's the secret sauce that happens behind the scenes and if youtube deems it worthy then they'll just push it out to the world so every now and again, you might see a channel with like a thousand subscribers, but yet one of their videos gets a million views hmm. like in a week. So and that's because of that. And at the same time, you might see a channel that may have five million views. They put out a video and it only gets 10,000 views, even though they have five million subscribers. Yes. So so it, and it is because this whole algorithm thing. Um, we were talking off air about TikTok. So right yeah. now, TikTok is, is it is is its promoting uh, content, and it's not really limiting it, um, at least not as much as the other platforms. So a new creator could quickly grow a large following. For example, I started my TikTok channel, I want to say in April, give or take, so about five months, and yeah. I'm already at 350,000 followers on TikTok. And you know, there's no way I would be able to do that on YouTube with the amount of content that I created uh, for TikTok, um, unless I had like this crazy viral video on YouTube. Um, But on TikTok, it hasn't really been anything crazy viral. It's
0: just been, quote unquote, average. Okay, well, now you've mentioned it, because this is the first time I've really spoken to someone specifically about TikTok, because my personal experience with it was the same with Snapchat. Yeah. It felt like it was an app for kids. I didn't want to be watching loads of people, like just having bunny faces and (laughs) filters. And so I kind of... And look at you now. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But the the thing that kind of sort of stuck in my head was not that I'm his biggest fan, but I remember seeing a lot of videos where Gary V was saying, yeah. seriously, man, TikTok is where you've got to be. TikTok right. has got to be in your wheelhouse. You've got to be considering this because this is going to take off." And I don't usually take much of what he says in i just think oh well he's been paid by tiktok to say it right then like roll on i don't know three four months and someone sends me a link to something that was on tiktok that wasn't like people dancing or lip syncing mm-hmm. and so I, oh, I had to sign up so i signed up and i look through and there's obviously the for you page which yeah. is just this content that that goes by some kind of algorithmic demographic of what what you stop and look at the most um and then there's this other content where you can follow people so all of a sudden i start seeing content so i'm thinking hang on a minute so people are a bit like vine but longer yeah yeah there are people doing the same dance there are people lip syncing there are people dancing and you know doing weird stuff and the vine cl- clever videos but there are people creating valuable content so i'm now watching following people who teach me how to use excel yeah and so my experience with tiktok all of a sudden became it's probably unless i get a notification for twitter or facebook i find myself consuming tiktok more yeah and because i've built a you know obviously i saw you on there i had no idea you was on there and all of a sudden (laughs) there's you and i thought brilliant i need to speak to jesus about this because what he's doing is he's condensing content he's already made mm-hmm. into the time format? You've obviously learned a way of introducing it, doing it, and getting out, and kind of getting a loop as well. Right. And then I looked at your numbers, and it was like, wow, he's already like over a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand followers. So, I know I'd like to talk about this a lot. What was your like day one of TikTok? What what made you sit and go? Okay, I need to do TikTok. How do I plan this? Well,
1: just looking back at what I consider my mistakes when it comes to to the type of business that I have. For example, I was one of those people that thought, "Oh, I don't like Instagram. Instagram is for kids and you know, like I don't want to get on Instagram." And I joined the Instagram train very, very late. Once it was difficult to grow. So, remembering that thinking the next big app that the kids are using, no matter what it is, I'm going to have, I'm going to figure out how to create content for it. So once I started hearing a lot about TikTok, then I'm like, okay, this is probably like the next Instagram. So I better get on it and see if I can make content work within the limitations of the, of the app. Every platform has, I don't, I don't want to call them limitations. Every, every platform has, um, sort of like a, you know, like you can only type in so many characters on Twitter. You can only, yeah, yeah. you know, on Facebook, um, you know, like... when has like s- parameters. It's got yeah. a, a, a specific yeah. way of working. Yeah, exactly. So then, then, then I just, I mean, if you look at the very first video that I uploaded compared to the last one, they're completely different. I mean, uh, night and day, um, just because I was learning how to work within um, that audience. It's a much younger audience. Uh, that's another thing. Thinking about business, I don't want to just stay with because I look at my analytics and and I don't know how accurate they are. But from what it looks like, most people who follow me are around my age, add or subtract 10 years. Um, So I want to make sure that as time goes on, I'm getting younger followers and that's where the younger followers are coming from. So it's just a way of of just feeding the machine through this new platform. And the argument that a lot of people make, um, I mean, you kind of pointed it out yourself is It's a bunch of kids just dancing. It's a kid's app, and it's for children. It's for children. So was Facebook. If you remember, Facebook, you couldn't join unless you had a university ID. When I joined Facebook, I was in college, and I had to use my college email to join. Otherwise, I would have not been able to join. And then I mentioned Instagram. That's where I fell into it, that I was like, no, I don't want to use this thing for kids. But I was, you know, quote, unquote, wrong. Um, I did the same mistake in other apps, thinking that they were for children. They, They became an app for everybody. So I think that this, the same thing is going to happen with TikTok if, if, if it stays around in the U.S., which it looks like it will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that that's what will happen. It'll, it'll, it'll be a mass audience app like Facebook is now, and then something new will come out that the new kids are going to be using. You know, So it's just another, another way of, of promoting your content and, and
0: showing the world your work. And how have you seen it affect all the other things you do? Because I remember messaging you and saying to you, "So are you making money out of this, or is it more of a, a tool to get Yeah. yeah. Whereas now, right. now they have got a creator fund program. I mean, it's nothing.
1: Uh, it's nothing like like YouTube's AdSense in the moment. I mean, <laughs> I think in total I made like ten dollars or something crazy like that. But but it's not about see. But that's the thing. It's not about the, like monetizing the followers on there. At least not yet. And what I mean by that is. For example, there's a lot of people on there because, I mean, you just we started the show by saying congratulations. You just reached a million subscribers. Everybody must know you like, no, no. Like in and, and TikTok, you wouldn't believe the amount of times that people will ask, do you have a YouTube channel in the comments, yeah. you know? So or I get comments on my YouTube channel saying, hey, I found you on TikTok. You know, like from from TikTok, I clicked over to YouTube. So it's just a way of getting more eyeballs to your content. You were talking about Gary B. And whether you like him or hate him, he, in my opinion, he has a really great book, his first one at least, uh, called Crush It, where he just basically talked about that the most powerful thing in the world is eyeballs. The more eyeballs that you can point at something, the more power you will have. And I, I believe that. And I just think it's another way of, of gathering eyeballs that I could point at my YouTube channel, at a course, at a project that I do, at, at, for fun
0: work that I do, you know, anything. And it's funny because... I mean, obviously, on TikTok you can point uh, in the profile. You can point people to your Instagram and your YouTube anyway, which helps. Yeah. But it's so I find it so funny that like products have had a good year despite the crap year. So like Zoom, people used to say let's Skype. Now they yeah. say let's Zoom. Let's Zoom. Yeah. When you what I think is funny is now we've got all the time in the world because we can't go anywhere the most popular tool is a thing that make it that reduces something to the smallest amount of time <laughs> so so where you know like your stuff i i like when i see when your videos come up cuz it's like wow he he just taught me how to do that in a minute um it's very quick some of it and you probably have to go back and watch it watch it a couple of times which is great for you anyway because they got to scroll back and watch it again yeah um but yeah it's just like tiktok has taken off and yet it's such quick small bites of content but very very powerful yeah. so i i kind of thinking about the eyeballs and that i mean have you you don't have to share numbers but have you seen a very specific spike in growth in your other parts of of your business like email like sign ups or youtube or is it more been been youtube subscribers are you seeing the time you're putting into it paying off in other areas
1: so I, I wouldn't be able to quantify it in terms of tiktok but if i compare say you know q1 of last year versus this year like this year is definitely better considering the, the pandemic and all this sort of stuff like i am having a business-wise a better year um, but i am right. in the fortunate position that the products and services that i offer gear for people who want to learn online you know if i yeah. if <laughs> i would have had an in-person school i don't know if i could make that same claim no. Um, but no. but I mean the the pandemic. I don't want to say it's been great for me because it definitely hasn't. <laughs> but um, it, it definitely hasn't slowed down my business.
0: Yeah. So with the online stuff, I mean, you have you found for this year particularly because we now come into the close of the year. It's October next week as we record. Have you changed what you do to kind of adapt? For the fact that there are, like, are, are you making longer content? Are you pushing out more regular content? What have you changed to adapt to the current situation with people at home um, a, a and little, consuming?
1: Yeah, a, a little bit of everything you mentioned and also something in, in is, is the blessing of being busy. Like, I wanted to have more um, courses on my uh, website to sell. But since I've been busy with so many other projects, now other companies are also um creating a lot more content. Um, I mentioned briefly earlier that I do Adobe Lives, So now I'm doing Adobe Lives constantly. Um, mm. I do one at least, I mean, since the pandemic started, I've probably done about 25, give or take. You wow. know, So that's been uh, something that's kept me away from making more courses. Um, I'm also doing a lot of work with Adobe um, sort of behind the scenes, but I guess it's now more a little more public. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on where either um creating content for them that will be seen by everybody through a video for example i just published a six video course where three of the videos are geared for Photoshop users who want to learn Illustrator and the other three videos are for Photoshop users who, wants to, who want to learn Adobe Premiere Pro. And that's this whole new thing that Adobe's doing. They're using me and they're going to push it out to everybody. You might have even already gotten a notification via the Creative Cloud for that particular project. It just went live a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's all these things that I'm doing. uh thanks to the relationships that I had prior to the pandemic, and now people looking to create more content.
0: Yeah, that's something that I've certainly seen. I don't know whether Alan's noticed it with the content he can sort of consumes. is people are obviously doing more because Adobe absolutely, I think we spoke to Katrine Eisman and she first mentioned it, that there's this constant stream of Adobe just went, okay, we've got to put out content We've got to give daily content. Uh, Howard's doing the same. Put, so we need instructors. We need people with the relationships with Adobe, yeah. which you've got. And, you know, I've seen you on Adobe Live. I've started to see more faces. There is a lot of content out there. Um, and I mean, and, and, is that- and it's, it's
1: just not just Adobe, too. Like, other comp- Like I'm, I'm, again, in a very fortunate position that when all this happened, I was set up and ready to go. Adobe... Um, initially, um, they weren't, I mean, nobody was sure how long this whole thing was going to last. And initially they were just reaching out to people who are just set up and ready to go. Like we can start streaming mm. right now. Like no, no equipment right. needed. You're ready to roll Let's roll. And then other companies started reaching out, like I recently this week, um, became, um, sponsored by MSI, the computer company so and again i'm creating content for them um and i'm just like a, I, I don't want to say i'm an evangelist because i'm not but you know there's a sponsorship kind of like i don't know it's like if i'm a basketball player or soccer player or whatever or football player, since i'm talking to you dave and i'm yeah. in the uk <laughs> as we record this i'm a football player getting sponsored by like adidas or whatever you know okay. so okay. so um uh, that's one of the companies that reached out I, i've actually been doing streams for uh bnh as well um, so th- all these different companies started coming out because they're—they're not to me, but I'm assuming to people who they see as these people are ready to roll. Like we don't need to exactly. invest yeah, right. time and effort on them. They—they—they're they're clearly ready to roll. S-
2: yes. Yeah. So, so when do you sleep? <laughs>
1: I, very good <laughs> question. I see that's the and that's the thing. Like I'm, I, I'm probably like a workaholic. Like I enjoy working. I enjoy my work. I have a lot of fun doing it. Like. I remember one time I took a uh, I went on a trip with a couple friends. We went down to um, Cancun, Mexico. One of my friends' fortieth birthday uh, for his fortieth birthday, and I told him uh, I'm gonna have to work when I'm there, and they were like. Why are you working? I can't believe this. Like, can't you? And I'm like, no, I actually enjoy it. Like, I have something to do, and I, I don't mind taking a couple hours during our trip to work. Like, you don't have to be there with me. Like, you can go into the pool and or to the beach or whatever you want to do. Eat some tacos, whatever. I'm gonna be working, and I'm gonna be perfectly happy because that's what I enjoy doing. So, um, to answer your question, when do you sleep when the work is done? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, we, I, I remember running into you. At Adobe Max in San Diego, 2016, before it all started. Yes. And uh, we went out and we had lunch at a, a little bar restaurant. Yes. The field. yes. And Dave, you and we're sitting there and you were working on this project at the time using Adobe Stock Images yes. to recreate a masterpiece. And you had your laptop out mm-hmm. and we were, we were having a great lunch, great conversation. The whole time we were having their time, you were still cutting and, <laughs> and pasting and changing yeah. and working on the thing because you were like, it's due... Now and I've been working on it the whole time. And uh, by the way, that was an amazing piece. Thank you. The concept was stunning. Um, And if you need to look it up, we'll put a link somewhere. I'll put a link. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, But but on a serious note, um, a lot of people sitting at home now. You know, they're a looking for work or trying to organize it. How much time do you actually spend, like? these are the classes or these are the things i'm going to put out on my channels on all my places in the next six months this is what i'm working on for adobe live this is what i'm working on for client a this is what, you know i know at some point you got to sit down with a calendar and figure all that out so um do you have help with that is that just yeah, something you're and, just really and, good with
1: i mean you no know. i definitely have help and this is uh, i don't think it's very public but i do have three employees that work for me i have a um I have a, a, a copywriter, social media manager. So, like, I, 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 you guys probably think, oh, Jesus is posting all the time on social media. I haven't been on social media forever. <laughs> I have I have a, a Juliana a, a, um, Juliana Heldman out of Germany helping me out with my social media management and uh, my uh, copywriting for my website. So, when my tutorials go live, there is no. Uh, f- on the, in the perfect world, when I have a, t- a new tutorial on YouTube. It will also have a corresponding article on my website. Usually, that doesn't happen the same day. But within a week, um, there should be an article on my website with uh, instructions and screenshots. Like, I don't I do not do those. That's, that's her. Okay. Um, I also have um, a guy that helps me out with graphic design and video editing as well. So it's not all me, but it definitely has to go through me at some point right. because, you know... It just, it is what it is. Um, And then sometimes, as as funny as it is, sometimes it takes more time to, like, manage somebody than to actually do do, do the work yourself. Um, Just because, you know, especially, I don't want to say that I'm a perfectionist, but I do want to say that I'm just very, I just want to make sure that things meet a certain standard. Mm. And, you know, if, if if... if it's not there, then I'm, I'm unhappy. Not that I'm yelling or screaming, but I'm just like not, you know. I'll do. I either do it myself or say, "Hey, we need to work a little on this a little further."
2: Yeah, But I think it's important people understand because sometimes you sit at home and you see someone like you producing content and producing these, and you're like, "Oh my God, how you know?" I feel so inadequate because. I literally haven't posted anything to a social media thing for like 4 days and Jesus has put out three new classes, a website, you know, four new TikTok videos and so I just want people to understand I mean, me included, you know, that yeah, there's help, there's you collaborate, you deal with other other you know, things.
1: Yeah, um, and 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 that's a business owner I think that's especially in 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 our field, I would say is like it still is very difficult to delegate and let go of things and You know, even if in your mind you can do it 100% and somebody can do it 80%, it's better if somebody just does that 80% and then you just free up that time to do something that's more important. Um, because it, it, there's just not enough hours in the day to everything yourself, and you have to let go, and, and I, I'm still struggling with that, because even, I mean, the, the latest video that's on my YouTube channel as of this recording, I was like, screw it, I'm going to do it all myself. <laughs> so I just did all my, um, just because I thought I could just do this in an hour, you know, and because it was like a weekend and they're not working. So um, I was like, I'll just do it right now, and I did it. I did it on like Sunday morning and I was done by the afternoon and it went out <laughs> um, but but you know that does happen every now and again where I'm like, oh screw it, I'll just do it myself.
0: Yeah, and you have to keep your hand in as well because if your people you know, your people <laughs> yeah. if your people aren't available, you still need to be able to do it. Yeah, and it's funny because I remember a few years ago, I, I wish I could remember it was I spoke to, but it was that it was about around that time where a couple of those companies appeared online. In fact, I think it was Scott Kelby might have even said it, that there was a, c- a couple of companies online that would cut out your images from the backgrounds yeah. and do a really good job. And and no, I don't think it was Scott, it was someone else. And they said, you know, I'd, I did a bunch of product shots and it was going to cost me, I don't know, 50 cents or a dollar to upload each image and have them cut out. Mm. And he said... When I think of what I value my hourly rate at, I just got all these images and I fired them up to this company and I had 500 images done while I slept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it cost me this much money. Now, had I spent the time myself doing it, it would have taken me much longer and cost me a lot and I wouldn't have been able to do something else. And it was that, well, if you can find somebody who can copyright and just pay the rate, because the time you get back, you can do on something that will make you other money Yeah. that have a copywriter, have a social media post. All right. Not everyone can do it. You have to make the money first to be able to invest yeah. it back in yourself. And, and, and just to but be clear,
1: what, I, I did it all myself for like five and a half, yeah. almost six years. Oh, no. so, so it's not like yeah, since yeah. day one, I'm like, all right, I'm hiring 10 people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah you, were, you were Casey Neistat from day one. You built yeah. you got a studio in New York and you hired 50 people. Yeah. But yeah I mean, I, I know you used to do it and I know, i've seen your growth as you've gone along and, and built what you've got and and i think time you know although we've got time now you yeah. still have to be mentally fit yeah to be able to maintain as jesus rather than the photoshop training channel
1: right no for sure and like uh, another way that that i i mean my my friends make fun of this because um they're like oh you have a house cleaner i'm like they're like well you live alone i'm like yeah but like if I spend I'm a pig. <laughs> I'm, first of all, I'm a pig. <laughs> second, second of all, I don't like cleaning and th- and third, if I spend say 2 hours cleaning the house or 3, I'm not going to do... first of all, I'm not going to do as well of a job as the as the person that comes and does it. And second of all, um, those 3 hours I can spend doing something else that would make wow. uh, like how much like uh, you you said it, how much is your hourly rate worth? Mm. And you know, if the if I spend th- if I if I was some because I do know some people who like truly enjoy cleaning they enjoy it and make some it's kind of like meditation for them they can think and do that's not me so, so weird yeah <laughs> yeah so so I have this this you know this this person shows and she's been with me for like six years now and um, she's great and she saves me so much time the house feels looks amazing and the time that she's doing that i'm doing other work that will generate more income than me spending three hours cleaning the house
0: yep i've just hired someone to do my website i mean i used to make websites yeah used to be my biggest earner yeah yeah um it's a massive ball ache, and i don't like it and because i've been out of it for so long it's it's my kind of career has changed direction i don't need to do it anymore it used to be good money but i don't need to do it anymore but I've got a friend who's got a little studio, him and his wife, and she's a great web designer. And I just contacted him and said, look, I've not got a lot of money at the moment to put into this. It's not something I'd considered putting money into. But I hate when people don't do that. Yeah. So if I tell you what I want and I, and I plan it out in Photoshop and I pay you this much money to get me started, I will continue to pay you other money for other things because... I could sit and spend two weeks building my website, but actually that two weeks is better spent writing articles, mm-hmm. recording videos, yeah. doing you know doing the other things leading up to Adobe Max yep. that I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. It's worth me spending that because I'm going to get paid for Adobe Max and I'm going to get paid for another event and I'm still going to get paid for my writing, but I haven't actually got a home where people can go to. Yeah. It's worth me spending that money rather than run myself into the ground trying to spin all the plates it it does make sense to sometimes invest in yourself you are a small business Mm -hmm. you know if you were if you were running any other kind of business you would be investing in other services to help you so why not yourself and from a mental capacity just to be able to do nothing for an hour is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) i think as creators we have a problem giving up
2: control over Everything, yes. you know, there's there's a there's a lot to be said for the fact that we just want to have, you know, well, I could do that. I could learn that. I could spend, you know, mm-hmm. I can go on the Photoshop learning channel and learn exactly how to do that. No, no. Spend, you know, but Alan, you're you're doing it. you're so right, man, because you probably
1: could learn anything mm-hmm. on YouTube, Linda where, or, you know, wherever you want to learn. Yeah. But then that takes so much time and, and the problem is that you know you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if I came to you and said, hey, you know, do you know how to use, I don't know, whatever application, you'd be like, no, but I'll learn it in a week. And I know you would do it. You know what <laughs> but, I mean?
2: But there's no reason to, to yeah. do that sometimes. And I, and I think it's important that other creators hear that people like you who are successful in doing it have given up, not control, but have... Like, I can't copyright every single thing that goes on my website. I can't do every caption that goes out on my video. So I've hired someone to do that. I still check it. I still make sure it's up to my standards and this collaboration. And I think Adobe understands that as well because a lot of the tools that they've been, a lot of the updates, a lot of tools, especially the last couple of years, have been how to have people work on different projects together. Mm -hmm. How to, like you know, oh, you can pass off this or pass off that, you know, and I know a lot of the stuff that's coming out or hinted about or talked about, you know, is, is how do we go from desktop to mobile? How do we let, how do we share it with people? How do we let other people work on stuff and then send it back to us? And I always look at those things and I'm always like, no, it's just me sitting here <laughs> at my desk alone. Yeah. I don't need, you know, yeah. I don't need a collaborative tool because I'm just going to do it all myself. Yeah, and, and and I realize I'm now old, and the world is passing <laughs> me by. And a lot of these kids are looking at it like they just pass stuff off to each other. You yeah. Know? It's yeah, like and we're the uncollaborative tools.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. And I, I mean, you you were just talking about Adobe, Ellen. And if I'm not mistaken, I think their new hashtag they're pushing is "Create Better Together." If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So, so they've seen that. So to more. to your point, I think that they're really embracing the whole together
0: part of of creating. So I've got a question for you now. I'm gonna yes. really put you on the spot. Oh no. <laughs> okay. So there's something that I've said to you previously that i I think that you should do. You've resisted it, but I think what now, is it? now I think I'd I'd be interested to know whether you're and you've already done it. This is what you mentioned it earlier, oh, you've no. already done it. You're the Photoshop guy. Uh oh. But you're the Photoshop guy that works for Adobe. And I'm sorry, but you can't stick the rest of your life with Photoshop. You have to learn the other apps. You ha- you are <laughs> now going to... And you've now done Photoshop and Illustrator. And I watched one the other day where you did the one about the tech, the Max. Yes, about it yes. Being, you have to do it in vector to make it... Yeah. Now you, Whenever I've said to you, dude, you've got to learn Illustrator and you can do stuff for Astute Graphics. You've kind of been, no, I'm, I'm Photoshop. I, I do what I do best. I don't... Yeah. Now you're doing Photoshop, Premiere Pro, you're doing Photoshop Illustrator.
1: Well, well, well. Let me tell stop. me about let, it. Let, let, <laughs> let me stop you for a second. I, I just want to be clear. I've always been able to do it, but it was a marketing decision that okay. I that I didn't want to do too many apps. Because I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I can do Photoshop, I can do Premiere, I can do Dimension, I can do it like, this. and and they'll show you like their business cards, and it has every Adobe logo on it, I'm <laughs> certified on 35 different things. Which is great. And I know some people who truly are masters at many different applications. No, 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 this to anybody. But as a marketing perspective, I wanted to be known as you just called me, the Photoshop guy, because as soon as somebody thinks Photoshop, I wanted them to think of my name. I didn't want them to think, oh, wait, is he the guy doing the Illustrator text effects? Or wait, I thought he did video with Premiere. Oh, no, I saw him yeah, do yeah. a photo in Photoshop. So, 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 so that's the, the clarification that. I always said, no, I'm just going to stick to Photoshop. and just going to stick to Photoshop. And also, to be fair to your point, I do think that I'm much, much better at Photoshop than all the other applications, but that's not to say that I'm not capable at doing things in the other applications. And one of my biggest pet peeves I kind of just mentioned that was, is that a lot of people will tell you, like in their either resumes or when they like send you, you know, about what they do, they'll say, I'm an expert. And they'll name like 30 (laughs) ads. and I'll, they have that
0: they have those little bar things yeah the percentage yeah, of yeah of how good that's like no mate yeah that needs to just be a hundred all of them yeah I don't, I don't need to know that you're 60 percent in fireworks and 30 yeah. in image ready and 80 percent photoshop yeah. I just give me the hundred percenters
1: yeah yeah it, it, it just i don't know just it's <laughs> just so weird um i don't it, it feels like i'm like Looking at a trading card, you know what I mean. Like when, you, like, yeah. if like, like Batman is, you know, strength this, intelligence that, agility. <laughs> I, it, it's
2: it, it's very very um, similar to photographers who put up a portfolio that has kids photography Everything. in it, and then nature photography mm-hmm. and weddings. Yeah, and I shoot flowers. Yep. and I go and I shoot it. it if you if you I shoot all those things mm-hmm. I've shot every single thing I just mentioned but most people know me because the only stuff I really post and talk about are concerts exactly um, I've done a lot of stuff um, for some big corporations in the background that I just never talk about or post because no one needs to see that I did an event in Texas three years ago it's not it's not what I'm known for I still do it I still have it but um, you've you've really branded yourself very well as the Photoshop guy so now you can be the photoshop guy and a little like like a little asterisk, you know yeah yeah but if, if if you
1: no no but if you notice um the project that i decided to do with adobe is not that i'm teaching illustrator i'm taking photoshop users into illustrator i'm taking photoshop users into premiere and when you watch those videos the videos are not this i mean yes they are like this is how i use premiere but the the way that they're explained is assuming that you're a photoshop user this is right. the familiar tool in Photoshop, this is this, but in Premiere, this is mm. that. You know what I mean? So like, it, it 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 assumes that the user is a Photoshop user. If you're watching that without knowing Photoshop, you might get a little confused because you're like, wait a minute, what what do you mean Photoshop? What do you mean, uh, you know, a blending mode in Photoshop?
0: Like, what is that? That, cause that. So that is that is the perfect answer because this is exactly where I wanted to take you. Oh. I've been I've been no, led no. somewhere. Oh, no. You've been, you've been led somewhere. Good. Yeah. I've led you into the forest. I'm okay. walking out here alone, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, like, you, you've established... You've worked hard and established yourself as a specialist in a particular project. It's like, now you're the rock and roll star. You can do that folk album because <laughs> you've got your rock and roll to fall back on. So what, where I was trying to get you to was... I know you're a designer. I know your background because in the previous episode we talked about your history and and design. I know you can use the other tools. And obviously because you're doing more with Adobe, I think just purely from that relationship is they want to sell the creative cloud. They want the collaboration between the tools as well as the people. Mm -hmm. That you now can kind of... uh, The experiment is the wrong word. But I think you should be trusted... With those other apps, because you've earned your stripes in Photoshop, you now can start to add those other bits to what you do without losing what people know you for. Right. so I remember two three i oh don't know two three maybe even four years ago, we went into a a Microsoft store in yeah. a shopping mall, and one of your videos or a class or something was in the splash like the the Creative Cloud splash screen. And while we were in there, I think you showed the guy. This is the guy that doesn't like the awards, but we actually went into a shop <laughs> to pull it up on the screen. But that was fantastic, you know. And and now, you know, roll on three, four years, whatever it is. I was so pleased to see Jesus Ramirez teaching Photoshop and Illustrator, yeah. Photoshop and Premiere Pro. <laughs> because it doesn't take away from the fact that you're the Photoshop training channel.
1: right. Right. And, and, and also like another, because like I think a lot about this stuff, right? Like how is it going to affect like my credibility, what I do and like how people see me? And I'm not claiming that, oh, it's just who's a videographer now? Or like, no, I'm not claiming that I'm a videographer. You know what I mean? I'm not claiming like, that I'm like, you know, Banglishka or anything when it comes to Illustrator. But um, it, it, I'm just saying, hey, as a Photoshop user, you know, this is the tools that are very similar in these applications that require, a small learning curve in some cases are virtually the same. And now you have a specialized tool for a specific project where Photoshop, although you could use it in, it might not be the best tool.
0: Yeah. So the class I'm doing for, um, yeah, I can mention it because I'm doing it. Yeah, I can mention it. So I'm doing, you did it last (laughs) year. I don't know if you're doing it this year, the Photoshop Virtual Summit.
1: Yeah, I I did it. I did the first one. I'm not doing the second
0: one. Yeah, right. So I'm doing the second one. Okay. And one of the classes I'm teaching is kind of based on what I've been writing for Photoshop User Magazine for the past three years, which right. is Photoshop for Designers. So my class is pretty much, you can make the stuff you should be using InDesign for, but you can do it in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach you how to cheat Photoshop into thinking it's InDesign. Nice. So, yeah, it, InDesign is the tool to, to make an eight-page flyer but you've got artboards in photoshop right right Artboards are your pages you've got guides you've got character styles you've got yeah. you've now got frames to put images in yeah in photoshop so so that crossover is good because like you say photoshop and lightroom are the two they're the introductory for most people now mm-hmm. you can get it for 10 quid 10 dollars yep so everyone's got photoshop and lightroom so you either go right up to the full creative cloud and spend another forty, fifty dollars on top for everything, or you can buy one other app for twenty dollars. But then, you might as well go for the whole lot. So now it's yeah, like you say, you do vectors in Photoshop. You can do video in Photoshop. Yeah, it's not that it's not the tool that's going to make you do the professional content. But mate, I I've, I've got a friend who can work, still work in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and I would not I would not you would not believe what he can produce Wait, in here. it. I there's um, it? a local football team Swindon Supermarine. I'm going to yeah. give him a shout out. I think his name's Keith. He does the match day program for Swindon Supermarine. And when I went down there, he'd been following me and I didn't know. And he came up to me and he said, "Hey Dave, congratulations on on writing that book." At the time I was writing it, mm-hmm. I hadn't written it. Um and he said, "Oh, you what, you need to tell me about this this thing you use in design cuz I make the matchday program in Word." Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. When you look at the matchday program, you would never have said he used Word. It just looks fantastic. He was so damn All right, it's a, it's a, it's not a professional program, but the quality of the work he's doing that in Word and I'm right. like, "Mate, just imagine what you could do if you could just <laughs> step from yeah. video in Photoshop to Premiere Pro or Rush. Right. Just imagine if you've been doing these vector things in Photoshop and you could go into Illustrator how yeah. much better you could be. So I think it's cool that that's the way it's ad- adapting in the same Like You know, even photography, there's different styles and methods where people mm-hmm. can push it out a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. But I was really, I just wanted to say I was pleased to see you do it because I knew it was something you were hesitant the last time we spoke.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think you kind of mentioned it, that I feel like I'm a little more established now where I could just start. Not that I'm going to, you know, just
0: publish 30
1: <laughs> illustrator yeah. with us, with us to plug in tutorials. Um, <laughs> <Good man. laughs> <Ka-ching. but laughs> You're going to PayPal me, right? Um,
0: <laughs> i just said, i just emailed Tony Harmer and told him he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know, like
1: it, Like I like I said, it it was so. I probably, to be frank with you, if if Adobe would have pitched me the idea as like, "Hey, do you want to do three tutorials on Illustrator and three tutorials on Premiere?" Period. No mention Photoshop. No using Photoshop as like a introduction. Then I probably would have said no because Mm. um, it it just wouldn't fit what I think my brand is. And, And something that I always think a lot about is. Like people like I do a lot of photography events that's how I met uh, you guys. I met well, I mean mm-hmm. I guess ph- Photoshop world is a photography event for the most yeah, part, yeah. I, I know I know that there's some design elements to it, but for the most part, it's a photography event, and I do a lot of photography events, and people have sometimes referred to me as a photographer, and I'm like, no'm I'm, I'm not a photographer like i I have taken pictures and I have like sold things where my pictures have you know been used, but yeah i I it, it, like any other art form, I respected too much to call myself. That you know what I mean I may know how to use a camera or lights or whatever you want but I it's an art form that I don't I don't consider myself worthy of, of giving myself that title and I see that a lot happen, happening in the world that I'm in with YouTube and social media like oh I'm a high-end you know high-end retoucher I'm a you know sports photographer and I the only thing I've, I've done is like taking two photos at like a high school game or something like I really don't like <laughs> when people like brand themselves it's something that they're not so like I would never make a video saying hey you know like I'm a videographer you know yeah, uh, yeah. you know uh, even even now that I do Photoshop tutorials like I may show a technique that Perhaps every single photographer in the world may use, but I'm not saying, hey, I'm a photographer. Even in those videos that you were talking about, I called myself a, a digital artist because that's what, when I was working mainly with clients. That's what I classified myself doing a, as doing a lot of compositings. Um, I, I think I spoke about this in the last podcast where I used to work for a marketing company where I did a lot of ads, although that's not really digital art. It's still in that category for me um, since my career I, I again we talked about it in the last podcast we st- i started as a graphic designer but in reality i was also in my head doing more quote unquote digital art rather than quote unquote graphic design and and yeah. and and just mainly because of the whole compo- compositing aspect of it that i just that's always what i like to do and what i like to you know uh, when you're starting out you have to take whatever job you can get so i started out <laughs> as a web designer you know for my, my, for motorola that was my first professional job in this industry. Um, but, you know, compositing and digital art, ha- art has always been what interests me. So that's what I've always branded myself as, because that's what I really like to do and have done and done professionally. Alan just mentioned the um, the project I did for Adobe. That was like a commission art piece. That was not a tutorial or, or, you know, had no explanation about anything. It was just me creating a, an art, art piece. So that's what I really, really um, enjoy doing.
0: Well, Alan, you—you you didn't even start as a photographer, did you? You was a coder. No, I, you were what? I, I, a, he was a coder. He, he oh, a coder.
2: Yeah, I, 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 yeah I went to school. I was going to be a computer science. What, that was my. What languages? Um, I, I, I'm old, so I learned in Fortran and Cobol. And, oh, and nice. Getting nice. into C plus plus and nice and um, you know, all the original stuff. And I went to uh, Seattle um to visit, and I my goal was to live in a little cubicle at Microsoft and write <laughs> code. nice um, being up there for a few days hanging out with some friends i realized that that might have been my dream but it was also turning into a serious nightmare yeah yeah i couldn't picture that in my life Uh, yeah it was very interesting we had just had meredith on the show yeah uh, a while ago and her her like my school and her school like literally is exactly the opposite i left school thinking i'm gonna be you know a tech guy and I ended up being a photographer and she's still a photographer, but she left right. school with the photography thing and now is a product manager at Adobe and nice. it's like this. Um, had I known that you could be a product manager at a software company, I probably would have stayed around that math and coding for a little while longer because once Photoshop came out and I found that I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And it's still, it, to me, it's still fun. That's the, that's the part that I think is, is really cool for creators. Like um, Photoshop on the iPad came out. Yeah. Oh my god is it now a year it's officially a year, a year yeah. But it's, yeah but it was like it was kind of leaked and talked about two years ago it was yeah. kind of shown at max and yeah. last year was like officially out yeah yeah um and i love being able to sit at my desk and work on something and then hit save and then go in the living room and have it on tv and just kind of pick up the ipad and there it is i did it last night i was just working on something just really messing around and I was like, oh, my God, here it is. I'm literally working on Photoshop on my iPad. I say that because I want to know how long it takes you to start working on stuff that no one has seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that there's the, I know there's alpha tests and beta tests yeah. and pre-release and all that kind of stuff. And um, we've all been involved in it in certain aspects over the years, and there's all kinds of non-disclosure, and you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Adobe used to release stuff every 18 months, and I used to go to the store and buy yeah. a new Photoshop in a box in and a, take it home and try to creed. find all the... <laughs> yeah, do, but you know, the part of that was you would get it home, and you'd open it up, and you'd, or you'd get it to work, and you'd load it up on, on CDs, and, you know, you'd, 28 CDs later, you'd have Photoshop running on your computer, and uh, you'd then find all the new stuff. yeah nowadays um max is going to come up they're going to have a keynote in the morning they're going to tell us what's new in illustrator what's new in photoshop some of the stuff i've already seen a couple of things been leaked out Mm -hmm. um ahead of it there's color grading coming in lightroom that was kind of sneaked out today there's some sky replacement coming in photoshop Mm -hmm. that was sneaked out a couple of you
0: know two weeks ago we saw caseus has got a much better way of doing that (laughs) well (laughs) but so so, yeah
2: so So Adobe is putting out all, they're they're constantly making the tools for us better. And when that hits, I know that you are going to be releasing information about the new tools. Right. So um, how much of your time, how much of your energy goes into, oh my God, I've got to figure out the new stuff. I've got to see how this is going to work for people. And it's no longer like once every 18 months, it's now three times a year plus random updates in the middle
0: of you know sometimes it's like hey it's tuesday here's a new feature how does oh yeah, yeah oh i've just dropped a 15 minute video how to do do this sky thing and now they've just hit a <laughs> one click button and that's killed that video
1: but you know what see it, it, it's funny that you're making fun of that and and i talk to a lot of other instructors who may say it jokingly some may even say it seriously like oh like why you know like now. My five month old video is, it's you know, irrelevant because there's this new tool. And I actually like that because that means I can, I get to create a new video. Like, it's, it's just like easy content. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, there we go. It's easy. Like, hey, guys, five months ago I created this. This came out today and it does that. You know, like, so, so I, I actually like that. Um, to answer Alan's question though, how, like, I don't know how much time, like, I, I wouldn't be able to quantify it by saying, hey, Alan, I spent 10 hours trying to figure out this sky replacement tool or whatever it is. But, um, I, I, do, I do gotta say that I'm very grateful that for, I hope none of this is this is in the A, but for the, the, uh, um, the, uh, the, how can I word this? Adobe, I feel does a good job for the most part in letting the people in the pre-release um, know how the tools work, at, at least very um, technically how they work. Like what does this button mm. do? Um, it, it's all probably written by some engineers, so it might not be like the most creative way of explaining it. But as someone who knows the tool very well, I could think of like, oh, cool! So if this does this, and I can use it for that. So so it is not like the old days because I know exactly what you're referring to, Alan. Where you're using Photoshop CS2 for the first time, and you're like, oh my god, like what is this thing? You know, and you have no clue, and and it's just click a button and see what happens. Um, luckily, I don't have to do that for the most part. There's um, content that I could read and or even people to talk to Meredith being one of them and saying, hey, Mm. Meredith, what's going on here? You know, like, who can I talk to about this?
0: Yeah, because
2: I mean, it's important. It's important for you to be ahead of us. Yes. Uh, Us as the general general population, because once something drops, um, you know, we were suddenly searching for, like, how does that work? What's the best way to use it? Where's the examples for it? I mean, that's where I think, especially with the, you know, Online learning yep. with the YouTube channel, you know, yep. um, that becomes so important um, with all these people suddenly starting to, like, oh my God, that's awesome. That's a brilliant example. Where do I go to learn about that? I mean, so yeah. I'm assuming, and you don't have to answer this one way or another because I understand non disclosure agreements. I'm assuming you already have some stuff in the pipeline that'll drop after Adobe makes announcements, well, which we're well, assuming they'll do at max. Let's
1: just put it this way every time there's been. A Photoshop update since like 2015. I've had a video ready to roll. They, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was
0: gonna. I was just gonna say that you are one. Probably the the two people I know with that I consider credible, <laughs> uh, the two people who I always know will have a video dropped that morning will be you and Colin. All right, I'm gonna talk know, to Matt Leskowski about this. <laughs> well, Matt's, Matt's more, matt is more light. i see matt as more light room now yeah anyway. yeah no, but, yeah he, he, he does I, more, he I does more. Knows, yes 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 he does. yeah i would say like i know i know the morning of it dropping there will be five new things in photoshop you need to know then there'll be probably five videos of specific things colin will have a very similar kind of thing because mm-hmm. i know you both work together yeah um and that's what you need. And I'm, I mean, I'm recording something tomorrow ahead of Max, for something that's going to come out after yeah, Max right. for a feature that's in it because yeah. I have to have it ready to go. Right. Um, it's not a groundbreaking one, but it's something I've seen as a designer is really cool. Yeah. I, I don't have to say what it is. You know, we, yeah, but it's even cool. <laughs> though the pre, even though anybody can go and get the pre-release, really, right. you, you you can apply for it and get it. But I think yeah, it's not just teaching the new tool it's understanding why the tool now exists how it's working because i know that day one you're going to drop a tool you're going to drop a video and go hey here's a new thing like let's say sky replacement because we know it's been put out on facebook the other day Mm -hmm. so you can drop a video saying hey they've just added this new thing called sky replacement here's how it works but i know within a few weeks you're going to take the nuts and bolts out of that and find another way of using it right which is cool because you 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 utilize the tool and then find other ways of using that tool
1: what what i found um that makes the most impact with update videos is trying to figure out what the pain point is going to be with the change and it's and sometimes it's very obvious for example when when the shift key no longer kept the transformation <laughs> yeah. you know is that one you know i knew for a fact was going to be an issue so that particular video was one of my most watched videos during during that release whenever that was and then because um, there was actually a way of bringing it back by like messing with like an uh like a like a one of these system files like you just change yeah. a line of code or something and drop it back in and it, and it yeah, was
0: true to false or something yeah
1: something yeah. whatever it was and that video you know everybody's like oh my god I want it back I want it back then Adobe the, the release after that you know like a June release or whatever it was added a, a, a little tick box on the preferences panel right. mm. so so then I knew that that one was also going to be a big one because people are still searching for the old one. You know what I mean? So, so sometimes it's easier to see the pain points of a new tool. Another example was when Adobe changed these, um, uh, when they added this, the, the select and mask workspace and remove the refine edge dialog box. I knew yeah. people were going to be really upset, and I was again very fortunate that I was in pre-release. And through one of through one other forums, one of the engineers mentioned that it wasn't going away; it was just hidden, and it's still there. If you hold Shift, go into Select menu and select Select Subject with a, a selection active, it brings back the old um, dialog box. So, like I knew that those things were. People don't like change. People don't want to learn new things. If you've been doing something for, you know, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, you don't want to learn anything new. And and I get that. I'm the same way. So learning to not only figure out how the tool works, but how is that going to affect somebody's workflow? Is it going to improve it? Even sometimes it may be an improvement because I do think that the selecting subject um, dialog box is an improvement over Refine edge, but it disrupts somebody's workflow. You know what I mean? So even though it's an improvement, you have to think, hmm, will this disrupt in a negative way a workflow? And if the answer is yes, then I have to think about how I can explain it in a video and say, hey, even though this disrupts it is better. But if you like the old thing, this is how you bring it back. And, you know, hopefully the person watching the video is happy. They learn the new tool. And if they don't like it, they can go back to the old way, if possible. In most cases, it is possible.
0: meredith mentioned that didn't she she said she wants the user experience to be happy and warm and if you take if you if you change the 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 wheels on the car to just you know if you slow someone down or you make them not you like you choke their workflow they have a negative experience with the product and what you want to do is keep the happy moment i mean i remember the jdi's yeah 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 it was just like get it done get it done Whereas now she said, you know, and we said in the interview, if you remove something from Photoshop that no one ever uses anymore, someone somewhere has got it in an action. Yeah. And you've just killed all their actions. Yeah. and then Because and you and removed it, a step.
1: And that's like the main tool for their job. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way of doing it. And that's the main tool. And that's the one thing that going from just, um, you know, just using the tool as a, as a regular designer now as to somebody who not only has to think about the way that I personally like to use it, I have to think about how a lot of people use it especially when I'm explaining it and explaining explaining things in my videos um, because the way that you use it it's different than the way Alan uses it which is different than the way that I use it and just because I don't use a specific tool doesn't mean you two guys don't use it so I have to keep that in mind because a lot of times I mean to to be fair there's a lot of times where I think oh my god why did Adobe do this the shift key thing being one one of the uh, one of the the, the, the things um, I got the reasoning behind it, although I wasn't, you know, in agreement with them. But for the most part, I understand a lot of the things that they do because they're trying to uh, keep millions of people happy without right. keeping mm. one person unhappy, which is next to impossible. Um, exactly. So, so I'm a little more lenient when it comes to changes because I understand uh, a lot of, and, you know, a lot of the reasoning can be technical. Like a lot of people don't realize it. It's not like Photoshop twenty twenty is completely different than Photoshop nineteen. It's it's code built on top of code built on top of code built on top of code. built mm. in, Code from like nineteen. I mean, Alan is as somebody who knows about code. It's we're talking about code from nineteen eighty nine that the Knoll brothers coded, and then you're adding code on top of code, an emulator on top of emulator for the Mac, for the PC, for the uh, all this stuff, and it, it's just it becomes it becomes incredibly complex to 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 do things.
0: Oh, well, oh yeah, I, Adobe Illustrator. I mean. Th- We've we've often said that's an old Chevrolet that that they're trying to make run like a Tesla. It's 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 an old it's a thirty-year-old product that just keeps having its nuts and bolts tweaked. It's still mm-hmm. it's still that it's a bucket of plugins. That's all Illustrator is. It's just a bucket of plugins that all work together. That's yeah. why Astute Graphics exists because <laughs> we our engineers can go and make. Amazingly cool stuff. I mean we just dropped updates today that I said we should have waited till Adobe Max because then we can give people the updates that they're not gonna get. Um, but <laughs> but we can turn this stuff out quickly because we're making a thing that just has to bolt onto that thing over there. Mm-hmm. But when people keep going to like the Illustrate team, why can't you make all the stuff astute graphics? They can't because Part of their job each year is to make sure that that version that that Illustrator can run on Catalina, can run on Big Sur, can run on the brand new MacBook Pro, can run on the new Windows. That they've they've got so many other things that they have to keep the product working with. Yeah. That by the time they want to add something new, if you added ten new things, you'd overwhelm, you'd overwhelm people because there'd be too much and that's why you know for us we know that they can't just take all our plugins and put them in cuz people would their minds would would melt <laughs> it would be like the end of kingsman when all the pets Yeah go, yeah <laughs> good movie no and,
1: and but and you know what my dream is my dream and i mean Hopefully, there's like so many levels of NDA that I know nothing about, and hopefully this is happening. I'm not saying that it is. I wish it was, yeah. but I wish that Adobe had like a hundred in- engineers in a basement in San Jose just coding a brand new Photoshop from scratch. You know what I mean? Um, that's probably not
0: happening, but that's my dream. <laughs> they I mean, started they... and then they went. Actually, just make it XD. Yeah, just. <laughs> they did
2: actually have, to, as far as I know, they did actually have to restart the code. For for creating Photoshop on the iPad from from zero pretty much from scratch wow because yeah, that, that was like they were gonna rebuild it up and that's why people got really confused and really uh, it was a managing expectations issue people thought that when they said Photoshop on the iPad it was going to be the complete Photoshop that you can get and run on your you know super decked out you know desktop and it was gonna run on a consumer level $500 regular iPad right And, you know, there was a lot of like, well, it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that. It's like, well, right. But what it does do, it's actually built on the same code as Photoshop, which means that as it grows and expands, they can take stuff and add it to it and they can increase it. And no, it's not every single feature that's in Photoshop that would take a little bit more storage space and is allowed on an ipad by an by an app and and things like that but the way i understood it was and the reason that it actually works so well on the ipad and i have very little issues it never seems to crash or have any of the other problems is that um they really did start building some of that stuff from from scratch and uh, it's really complicated to to that point i had a real problem with something that lightroom did because it didn't match my workflow which was I really I really wanted you to be able to crop and use the color the white balance color picker mm-hmm. at the same time ah. and if you go into Photoshop and you have the crop window up and you go and click the color picker it closes the crop window
1: mm-hmm.
2: automatically and it drove me crazy for years and I finally had a long chat with Julianne Koss about it you know like at adobe max we're sitting around we're talking I said listen this drives me nuts. And a couple of weeks later, I got an email from her saying it does that because the way the code works is that they're two different mm-hmm. pieces of code that can't run simultaneously. And as a coder, I was like, okay, that makes total sense. I totally get that. I understand how you know subroutines work, and they can't both work at the same time. Right. Maybe one day they will, but right now they won't, and they're not going to in a long time, and my workflow has to change because the program is never <laughs> going to to do that and it, it, it was actually like, OK, fine, I'm good with that. Now that I know that it's not just some arbitrary logic reason that someone says, why would someone want to do that? Instead, it's literally you can't call these two things at the same time. I was good and, you know, I'm still frustrated. It still bothers me every time I use it. But in the back of my head, I'm like, they answered my question. I know why it doesn't do that and I can move on with
0: everything else. There um, are things as well. Someone described it as um... I thought it was really good how they did it. It was, you know, if you buy an apple, there's a sticker on it. What do you mean? Yeah, if you, if you go to yeah. the store and you buy an apple. Oh right! St- like how is, yeah? I the was, I was thinking a computer for a <laughs> yeah. second. I was, <laughs> no, like, no, no. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that other apple, not the less successful fruit. Oh, <laughs> um, oh yeah. you mean the if fruit? You, <laughs> the fruit. If you fruit. go and buy an if you go and buy an apple, there's a sticker on yes. it. Yes. Okay. And when they first started putting stickers on it, it was, it was a pain because you had to peel the sticker off. The sticker's actually edible. Nobody realises that you can eat the sticker. But nobody's going to eat it. Nobody's going to eat it. You always peel it off. And when you first did it, now, when you pick an apple up, you peel that sticker off without even realising it. Yeah. That, that, so, so our muscle memory is we do things. And sometimes when there is a pain point, we just accept it and move on. Oh, I've got to peel the sticker off. It's just a mental thing. And I know in Photoshop, I have frustrations in Photoshop now that I still think, oh, God damn it. Yeah, Every single time this gets me, like when I want to select uh, some text that's quite small, but I don't really want to zoom in because I want to see where I am, all I do is I tend to kind of activate the frame. I can't actually click and drag it because I need... <laughs> Because I, it won't just grab it. it. What it does is it grabs that damn centre point yeah, and drags the yeah, centre point yeah. of somewhere. Or I type some text in off the artboard. I can't go and... I can't, it's there. I can't click and drag it onto the artboard. I have to hit the down key like a million <laughs> times. <laughs> but um, but they're, they're like there's like these little things that still exist in the software that we just accept yeah. and we don't even think to ask. The only one... Like, I, I badgered Meredith about and, and moaned and moaned and moaned was um, smart objects. What Brilliant. About? I love it. But when Jesus sends me a file that's got a smart object, all I want to do is right-click and release it back yeah. to layers. You, you've you taken all my layers and made it into a smart object. Reverse it. I want to make my own smart object. Now that finally it's yeah. in there. yeah. Now there was a way around it, but there are some little things. So I was going to ask you: Is what what in Photoshop oh, do man. you still wish? <laughs> like then, what what <laughs> next one thing that isn't in this version do you do you wish? I wish they could just change that one thing.
1: Um, it, it, it's so funny because it used to be on by default, and you just mentioned it. I'm a big fan of the reference point. I like it there. Now it's off by default. You have to enable it. So I, I'm like, why did you take it away? By, like, everybody uh, everybody <laughs> uses it when you're transforming and rotating and scaling, and, like, it's off by default now. Uh, so I wish they – I mean, it's still there. I can just click on the boxes back, whatever. Mm. Um, but you know what? Not because I just did this thing with Premiere, but for the longest time, I'm like, man, I wish Photoshop had the Lumetri HSL Curves um, – Photoshop had the limit HSL curves. They're super cool. Like there's this this line and it's got, you know, the hues and you can click and drag Mm. up and down. And it's super cool to add, subtract hues or saturation or brightness to individual hues. I think it's great. Um, You can kind of do the same thing with the hue and saturation adjustment layer. And especially if you start messing around with blending modes. But I think that the way that it's displayed and the way that it works in Premiere is so much better. And I know it's not as simple as, like, I'm going I'm to copy and paste the code in Premiere and paste it in Photoshop and boom, it works. I'm sure there's some technical thing that I'm not smart enough to understand why Premiere does it so much better than Photoshop. But it is what it is. Or maybe there is. Yeah, I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, I got, the, I got given the answer to that. Oh, you it's did? Because, yeah, yeah. So it's because well, I could be shot down by this, but this was the information I was given, is why, like I said, why is it in Illustrator and InDesign, if I go to, say, the font size, next to the number is a little up arrow and a little down arrow. Yeah. And I can click, 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 Mm -hmm. up, click, 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 down. I use that all the time. Yeah. But I can't do that in Photoshop. I have to scrub it (laughs) or use the up and down arrow key. So I said, well, why isn't the scrubber in... Obviously, you can scrub on the, on the, yeah. the actual character yeah. as well. So I said, so why is Scrubber not in Illustrator? And why is the up and... Yeah, you've got it in InDesign. You've got it in Illustrator. Why is it not in Photoshop? It's because it's like... It's, it's a different product. It's the, the coding is so different, the way it works. Yeah. It's why Illustrator works in vectors and why Photoshop works in pixels. It's just... Right. It's an engineering thing. And if somebody comes up with something in Photoshop... The the Illustrator team might want it, but it's Photoshop code. It's not Illustrator code. Illustrator and InDesign, I believe, are built by the same team in the same area. Right. Um, Whereas Photoshop is built by a completely different team, different engineers, different code. You can't just, like Alan said, you can't just copy from the the Photoshop code and go and paste it in the Illustrator code because it's just not the same. Yeah. It's like making the dog meow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, so, so do you guys remember um,
1: Photoshop World? I want to say 2013. They had the Photoshop engineers doing JDI yes. live. Live. At, it it
0: yeah.
1: was, now, I don't want to say that it, it was like my idea 100% or whatever, but my idea got added into it. Not, not during the event, but after. Because I, I talked to um, uh, an engineer. His name is Ty Luxon young guy um and he i told him hey man like i re- like the, I, I don't really install too many plugins out of photoshop but the one that i used to installed was uh i think it was i even forget the name i think it was called guide guide or something like that and it was a, a pl- yeah it was a plugin that basically does I use
0: it guide guide
1: yeah it's basically yeah. it's basically what um the the um new guide layout menu does exactly the same basically like the same thing and i told him why can that just be in photoshop and then, like, he took note of it. And then, like, I don't know how many months later, it was in it. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I'm sure many people have suggested it. But I was glad to see that um, something that I really wanted in the app eventually made it into it. Um, because it's like, yeah, why, like, why do you need to install a plugin just to make better guides? Like, to me, that just seems, like, right. so so silly.
0: Yeah. I hear, We hear that all the time.
1: <laughs> that why brings us all the way back around
2: this? him back around to max because when we spoke to meredith a couple of weeks ago she said that the actual photoshop teams and i think the illustrated team and design team all the teams they're doing um question and answer around or, or oh that's lunch with cool. the teams or some kind of one of the if you go on the max website some of the stuff that you can actually do is sit and talk to or hear from the actual teams of people who are doing it nice and i've always thought adobe did that such such a fantastic job on that yeah my first photoshop world was back in 2002 jeez here in san diego i think it was yeah 2001 or 2002 in san diego and i remember walking in and the expo floor they had an adobe booth set up with a bunch of computers running the new photoshop And it was a healing tool was out. So everyone just took faces and removed, you know, they made everyone a cyclops or, you know, took off your mouth. And it was like amazing because the skin textures were there. And Photoshop, but the actual people who were writing the code and working were around. So they were watching what you were doing and they were trying to figure out how Mm. we were using the new tools. And from that moment on, I've noticed that Adobe really does pay attention to what... The users are doing because it's not like they come out with something completely random you know that everyone's like why the hell would we need that you know like they've just redesigned um adobe camera raw it looks a lot more like lightroom now it's you know it was out in the last release and it's like well that's photographers use that more than designers so let's mm-hmm. make them look how, how do they use them um which, again, brings me right back to Max. It's like, for people who don't know, it's free this year. <laughs> yeah. It's, it doesn't cost a fortune. You can sign up. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's online now. And and they have a, a website. I don't know if you guys know it offhand. I don't
1: remember what the name of it is. But if you type in, like, Photoshop, um, I don't know. I, I, forget, I forget what it is. But you, you can actually submit... Um, Adobe Voice. Is that what it is? It's you can actually think, you select the tool like you'll from a drop down you'll select Photoshop and then say hey uh, I would like to include this in Photoshop or something. It's like uh, Photoshop. If you, I'm sure if you type in like Photoshop suggestions or like requested features or something, you'll you'll find this form on Adobe's website where you can submit either issues or, or requests or JDI. And by the way, JDI is just like, just do it already. Is that what it is? What, what, what? Yeah,
0: that's it. Just do
1: it. <laughs> just do it. Um, That's what it stands for, uh, like features that they should just do. Um, But anyway, just because you don't have to be like like us, like three of us who have friends at Adobe to like, hey, man, why don't you add this into Photoshop? Like anybody could, could submit this form. They might not reply to you, but I can guarantee you that they're going to read it at the very least.
0: So... I, so one last thing uh i wanted to ask you was obviously 2020 has been a massive kind of shift in the way we all work and behave <laughs> like you said you you obviously create online content some of your stuff has actually improved because of the nature of it i mean i know your career up to now do you do you see yourself like looking for i'm not going to say where do you see yourself in five years time because anyone who was asked that question five years ago was a big fat liar yeah (laughs) i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna be doing
1: nothing but adobe illustrator tutorials
0: (laughs) 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 but do you have you have you seen an opportunity this year that that would maybe redirect your business plan over the next 12 to 24 months that you've thought maybe yeah man not um, considered it before and now you would
1: yeah um, how can I how can I say this but I don't know I just don't want to sound so weird um there's a lot of things that I think that I I do Don't need like my YouTube channel is always going to be there or, you know, for the foreseeable Mm. future at the very least. Um, But for example, like there was a point in time where I was doing a conference like every week or not every week, like two a month. I I remember uh, like 2018, I think it was. I went to Australia. I went to Mexico. Mexico, I went to Malaysia. I, I, was, I, I went to Canada for the first time. <laughs> like, like I just, I just I had done so many things and I was doing them like every month, constantly traveling, doing all these things. And as as fun as they are, as much as I enjoy meeting the people and seeing the places and all that, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to keep that rate of doing those sorts of things. I think that I want to transition more into just being a little more um, low-key and just focusing on like my own stuff. Uh, much like our good friend Matt Klaskowski does, you know he he, mm. he and I are good friends, and, and um, actually Matt and Matt Kleskowski, Colin Smith, and I are in a uh, in a group chat, so we we're always uh, talking, and um something like you know Matt still does Max, and he still does uh these events, but he's not he wasn't doing as many as I was, and we had a conversation, and and briefly it was it was basically saying you don't need to do all that stuff. And and, yeah. and and it's true i don't and that takes away from things that not to say please don't misunderstand me i love doing the events i love meeting the people i love traveling but they require a lot of time not only while i'm at the location but of preparation before getting there um
0: yeah. and a
1: lot of times even even it does it might not even make sense financially spending the time creating the content the time, because usually when I travel, it's like when I went to Australia, I wasn't going to go to Australia for like a day. Two, I, I had a 45-minute session. That's all Adobe gave me when I went to Australia, 45 minutes. So I, I flew all the way to Sydney for 45 minutes. I'm not going to stay in Sydney for a day and come back. You know, I stayed for two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it, it takes time out of my life. And again, as much as I enjoy the traveling, as much as I enjoy the events and all that. It doesn't always make sense. So just be a little more selective about the projects that I take and then focus more on my own stuff, meaning the YouTube channel. So if anything, if anybody listening to this, it might be better for them. I don't want them the people to think, oh, like this is quitting or just doing one video a month. Or if anything, it's more content that everybody could access as opposed to the 100 to whatever, 200, 300, whatever people in the room, me, me being in Dallas or wherever I may go to.
0: Yeah and I think your content as well like it's funny you should mention Matt because uh the the the, the week previous to this episode going out I did uh, I released five video five interviews of people who are speaking at Max one of them is Matt because now when I obviously speak to quite a a variety of of different kinds of designers when they say to me oh where can i go to learn photoshop or if i'm if i'm in a group or something someone says where can i learn photoshop i just say i'll go to jesus go to the photoshop training channel because if you can't find it there then i want to know what he's not done yet if you want to learn lightroom go to matt Matt. just go to mattk.com yeah everything everything you need from beginner through to intermediate through to expert you will find something like jesus could probably has got three different three videos showing you the same thing but to different uh like a beginner's way of working it out an intermediate Mm -hmm. way and a a, a very high-end expert that's where you need to go someone said to me the other day messaged me and said i want to learn illustrator now I, i was kind of stuck between do i send them to von i actually sent them to tony because yeah. I said, to, Tony's channel is very, it, Tony's got a very, Tony Harmer, this is, yeah. he's got a very easygoing manner. Accessible. He's worked for Adobe, he's very accessible, yeah, and, and he kind of knows the things that people need to learn. I think it's nice in the industry that you build that reputation that you are, like you said, someone says Photoshop, you want to be that first name they think right, of. Right, right. And then they c- come and cons- consume you. Rather than trying to go all over YouTube, finding all these, but I love the ones where you go on, like, how can I do a thing? And you go on the channel and it's one of those screen readers. Oh, right, right. And it's like, open the file menu. <laughs> and it's, or there's some cheesy music in the background and it's super fast. But I mean, we talked about YouTube in the last one, how you've got to scroll through. But I think now what's good is that great content has earned its place. So it's there on that homepage. Yeah. It's yeah. there for you to find quickly.
1: And and, and also for, for people listening, because I know a lot of people might be thinking like, well, maybe I want to start my own YouTube channel, whether it's Photoshop or, or Illustrator or something completely unrelated. Um, they might be thinking, well, that's cool. But like, you know, like how long would it take for me to get a million subscribers and, and me be successful or whatever? Like, I wouldn't focus so much on the on the subscribers per se. I mean, because we i mean we were just talking about photoshop 2013 and and where i met you guys and um all these other events like when i did my very first speaking event i i mean i know it sounds like a lot but i barely had like 20,000 subscribers on youtube you know what i mean like relatively speaking it's it's nothing yeah. you know what i mean like so it's it's not like you oh once you get to a million then all these different people will start reaching out to you and then you'll you know you'll do all these all these things like I'm very grateful that um, before I had what, it, what what most people would consider. I mean, I know a lot of people would say twenty thousand is a lot, but relative speak, relatively speaking, it's really not that many compared to all the you know billions of YouTube channels that have way more. Um, I was very fortunate that early on I got these opportunities and got to to do all these things. So just because, uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is start your YouTube channel, start doing whatever you want to do. And and don't don't be obsessed by that number. And also don't be upset because I remember I remember thinking, oh, my God, the day that Adobe shares my stuff. Oh, my God. It, it, you know, that's going to be it. You know, like I'm, I, I've made it. And now, like, I don't even know how many times they share my stuff. And, yeah, sure. It, it adds value. I'm not saying it doesn't add value. It adds recognition. It adds, um, and, you know, all, anything you want but it's not going to like be a night and day difference in your like overall business or your overall project. Yeah. So, so yes, have those goals and and have those numbers in mind if you like, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them drive, you know, the content or what you do or, or, or goals outside of the network that you may have just because at, at least for me, it wasn't, yes, the numbers do help, especially now, but I did a lot of that cool stuff before I had, you know, like a, number that was considered extremely
0: high yeah the being shared stuff is validation that's what i say to people when i i talk about what i do i mean i used to be a graphic designer i still call myself a graphic designer i'm more of an instructor yeah i i don't do, i barely do any client work i mean i did glenn's book cover because yeah. it's glenn and it's rocky nook yeah but i don't do any client work i don't have a behance yeah, portfolio yeah, yeah you know i i've found the transition to be the instructor. Yeah much Much better for me than than being anything else, and when somebody shares it or I get to do Adobe Max, that just for me is just a little bit of validation that well I'm doing something right right that's good I'll keep yeah. doing what I'm doing yeah, for sure. but i don't i I couldn't tell you any of my social media followers right. numbers right. i I have got a YouTube channel he's got one video of my brother's band on it <laughs> um i don't i I don't do live content I don't yeah. do Instagram live I don't do Facebook live I don't do any of that stuff and i'm happy in my my groove yeah i don't aspire to be um, yeah it's i found a place where i'm confident that the quality of work i can produce is good for me and good for the audience that follow me but i see so many people like you say they get hung up on the wrong metric yeah and it distracts them from the content for the reason for making the content you want you are a teacher you're a content creator, but your first and foremost thing is you are a teacher. you are teaching mm-hmm. other people how to use a product right and I think that's that's what's made you the you know i fa i know in uh, again i refer to the, we've referred to the last episode, which is going to be put out with this but I signed. I remember saying to you, I signed up to your thing, yeah. and then when I met you at Photoshop World, well, I had this complete like fanboy thing. Oh my god, George! Hey, but, I look, and I got my phone out and showed you all like all these emails from you that I still had in my Yahoo account for like three years yeah. before I met you. And, and the funny thing but,
1: is, is, that happened when I wasn't showing my face in the video, so you didn't. Re- we talked for yeah. we talked about football for like two hours without even
0: and, and, realizing.
1: And, and for the American audience, we're talking about soccer. <laughs> soccer, yeah. yeah, the better football. The, the yeah. be- football.
0: But, <laughs> but um no listen thank you so much for coming back on the show So i know you're heading you're in the uk at the moment you're heading back to america in a few days uh we've got adobe max coming up which obviously you've got some classes for so i'm going to put a link to your classes in the show notes fantastic a link for uh, a link a link to some of the stuff we've spoken about uh you are going to come on again next time in person for definite because <laughs> i can't wait to even though you're in the uk it's so frustrating you've been twice wait, now h- this how year. far am i from you... uh,
1: from how far am i from swindon
0: oh you are like 200 miles away all right cool. yeah yeah you're like a three or four hour oh, train ride. if, or, if there yeah, was no yeah. pandemic
1: we wouldn't we, i need I, I need to come down and play football again
0: yes yeah you do he's a pretty good footballer um but no thank you for coming on i think it's been really interesting again i think the amount of value that people get from this is really good because you you do what i love is you do share your insights and and the things that you've learned and i think it's a lot especially people at home now that are looking to change direction of what they do is where they can't you know go and be in front of people change into online and and if um, somebody
1: just wants to get like quick started right away again tiktok you know that's if, if yeah. you can get your con- a minute maximum and you'll grow there faster than almost any other network so that, that's probably a great way to get started if, if you just want to like try content crea- creation yeah. and see how it goes
0: and photographers as well i'm following some photographers yeah, on yeah. there that are showing some really cool yeah. little iphone photography tips and video tips so
1: i follow so many artists on there i mean it's incredible
0: yeah Cool. so um I'll, I'll put links to your tiktok and youtube and everything um adobe max i i will see you online at adobe <laughs> max and yep. um uh, and hopefully you know when the world sorts its uh shit out <laughs> we can all sit down and have a beer again and, and sounds... talk about the good old days when we were all locked in our houses for weeks sounds... on end
1: sounds good we might be wearing astronaut outfits but at the very least we'll be to... <laughs> all right alan uh, all right, so, uh... thank you thank you both thanks guys